The first rule of Fight Club Minute is we do talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club Minute is we do talk about Fight Club. The third rule of Fight Club Minute, someone yells stop, goes limp, taps out, the minute is over. Fourth rule, only one guest to a minute. Fifth rule, one minute at a time, fellas. Sixth rule, no shirt, no shoes. Seventh rule, minutes will go on as long as they have to. And the eighth and final rule, if this is your first time listening to Fight Club Minute, enjoy the show. Uh, I am Jack's bonus episode. I am your host, Bubba Wheat. And with me today is a very special guest, Bob Stevenson, who played the security guard in the airport. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, I am. I'm so excited to get to talk to you because, you know, Fight Club is is really kind of a, a small, intimate movie. It, it He has just a few actors it's it's mainly like a three person show, but I I'd say that we do get a few actors, you know, a few side characters that make some, um, you know, some interesting opportunities that that really make their presence known. And and honestly, I really do feel like your character as the security guard is one of those high points. <laughs> Thank you. That's good. So I I am curious. Um, you know, I I saw that you worked on uh, seven before this, but how uh, how did you get uh, how did you get cast in this movie? Look right there, seven. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's from set. <laughs> uh, I so I've worked with Dave a bunch, and um, he asked me to come in and read for um the dry cleaner. Uh, who's at the very end is kind of in that montage when he's running through trying to piece together like what's going on and I read the whole script and I saw this part and I memorized it and so when I went in to read the dry cleaner I thought in my head I go now that's this is going to be a really memorable part this uh, the airport security guy so Lorraine Mayfield who was the casting director I I went in and I did the dry cleaner part which is very it's very small I think it was like one Mm -hmm. or two lines and uh, I said, hey, can I read for this other part? And she goes, well, I think you want somebody older. And I said, well, I have it off book. I can do it right now. And uh, off book, which means I memorized it. And mm-hmm. uh, she said, OK, all right, do it. And then I did it. And she laughed and she goes, OK, OK, do it again. Do it again. And then she, she <laughs> taped it. She didn't tape the first one. She taped it. And then uh, she said, OK, uh, Dave wants to see you. And so I went in to his office upstairs and it was him and me and Larray. And then he sat me down and he had me do it and he had me do it. I mean, I did it 17 times. He was like, Hey, don't do this. Don't lift your eyebrow. Don't do that. Don't just do this. And, uh, I was, I, I, you know, after like 10 takes, I joked about, I said, if we put the wardrobe on, we can just shoot it. And he goes, fuck you, just do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Which is his way, which I love. But, uh, so yeah, he, he, Cause I think he had to, I'm not sure now he doesn't like, he always has casting authority, but I think he had to get approval from the studio or something. So he was really like working me trying to get exactly what he wanted to show them. I think uh, either that, or he was just trying to see that he could get it out of me. Um, so yeah, we worked through it a long time. It was uh, but it was great and I got it. So there you go. It paid off. 
<laughs> yeah, I, absolutely. Like, like I said, I mean, it, it's a very memorable uh, moment. And, and it sounds like um, he had a specific uh, image in mind of what he wanted. And uh, it was, is that kind of direction, can it be difficult? Uh, or is it, is his pressure, like, do you remember what kind of things that he's asking? Is it, is it very specific mannerisms? Or is he trying to get like is he trying to tell you what he wants the scene to convey yeah sometimes i mean he does a lot of takes you know he he he, he can be kind of tough because sometimes he doesn't really tell you he just says do it again and then you don't get any notes you know and so he's uh, you know i mean he's 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 one of the few people i would say is a genius like he's so he can multitask he's does i mean he's so into detail it's crazy and so sometimes he doesn't tell you he just wants to see you do it and but then other times like there's certain mannerisms he can't stand like if you do this you fur, furrow your brow he hates it he can't he said don't furrow your brow just keep just don't i don't want anything on your face you know and it's hard to do a lot of it's a it's an easy cheat for a lot of actors to you know throw emotions through your facial um movements so he just has very specific things he wants in his head sometimes he can vocalize those things and other times he wants you to just find it on your own but i mean he he loves actors like he realizes you know you don't have a movie without actors so he works with you but it, it but he you know he's going to keep going until he gets what he wants for sure yeah i think it's funny that you say that because I, I was looking through the some of the bonus features and one of them is him like working with one of the cgi scenes and it's kind of like a a candid moment where he's just looking at the camera and you know and he says um you know that these movies would be great if it weren't for those fucking actors yeah totally because <laughs> he grew up like you know working on work you know doing like cg and editing and coloring and everything with lucasfilm and you know and return of the jedi and where you can ma manipulate everything so <laughs> the human element gets in the way <laughs> uh, and is is there anything else that you remember about the the shooting process like i, I know you already mentioned that he does a lot of takes was it was this yeah. just a single day of shooting it was night yeah it was all night at lax and uh that's the only scene we did uh and he um yeah. And, and like, he, like, I, you know, look, I, I'm a massive Brad Pitt. I love Brad. Brad's I've hung out with him, but he's great. Edward Norton. I love now when I first met him, he was a little difficult because he, um, he was about to direct his first movie. And so I think this was like, I think this was day three or four of the shoot. It was pretty early mm -hmm. in the, in the shooting uh, schedule. And Edward started questioning some of the shots that Dave wanted to do. <laughs> And Dave was setting shots up and Edward was, would stand there and, you know, he have notes on how I should do it. You know, like when I scratch my head with the pen, you know, uh, Edward and I had talked about that. And, and, but he said, he, he said, I think this might be better as a two shot. And Dave was like, Oh no. And he marched them outside and the, I could see through the window outside. They were just going back and forth. Dave was just laying into him saying, this is not the way this is going to go, man. <laughs> I'm just telling you, we got we to figure this out right now. And I think they ended up getting along famously. I think it was great, but um, you know, yeah, they, I, they do that. They do the commentary on the DVD together and listening to that. It, it sounds like, you know, they, they did that, you know, I'm sure a few months after they were done, but it, it sounded like they, the three of them get along pretty well it's yeah at that time 
Yeah, they did for sure. They did. I, it's, you know, on a lot, I mean, I've been lucky enough to work a lot and there's, you know, th that happens a lot on movies and TV shows, you know, like big, big name actors come in and they test the director like straight out in the beginning. And, uh, you know, it's the director's job to kind of be like, nope, we're not, we're, this is not, we're not doing it this way, or we are doing it this way. And uh, I'll, you know, I'll take your suggestions, you know, all day, but you, it's, you know, it's the art of directing where you have to figure out what you want to do on the set and what kind of director you want to be. So, yeah. Yeah. I am. And, and I do love this scene so much, especially just how, how standoffish you are in this scene as a character. And yeah. I like, especially the way that, that you look at Edward Norton, whenever you say, you know, you never say your dildo. <laughs> and, and then as soon as he tries to deny it, you, like you said, you brush him off and then you scratch your head with the pen. It's, it's just, <laughs> it's just the perfect timing. If you look really close to the, make a hair artist um asked if they could do a mono brow and so they clipped my hair from the back and they glued it right here so there's a, there's a mono brow i have uh, it's very subtle but it's i was like that's great i'll do that all day there's <laughs> just so many little details in that movie it's incredible yeah that's great and yeah well one thing that i i know uh fincher has said like in an interview but I I couldn't actually see it in this scene, and and I was wondering if you you remember on the day. But he says uh, he said that there's a Starbucks cup in every scene of the movie. Yeah. And do you remember if that was like something that was you know maybe like on your desk, like off off screen because it's like it's not yeah, visible in the scene. Yeah, I know I've heard that. I don't I don't remember it, and uh, I think because I was there like just uh, like all night i think if i was there like over a period of time i would have recognized it every day you know like I, mm. it would have kept coming up but it was i it, it didn't I, I i didn't notice it because it like was it wasn't just, part of the conversation yeah and it wasn't that uh it wasn't it wasn't that odd you know being an airport security guy and coffee whatever you know what i mean it would if it, mm. if it was there it wasn't really a thing uh, you know I was, it wasn't part of my character <laughs> development. <laughs> <laughs> Though I like, I do like Starbucks. I'm going to say, but <laughs> okay. Was there any uh, talk about character development? Like, did you have a backstory, or did, or did you just kind of go off of the the lines in the script? Yeah, no. I just, I think it's, I, I just did what he and I had rehearsed over and over and over again. You know, I was like, okay, well, that's how we're going to do it. So <laughs> that's, it was. It was that there was no real no backstory or you know other, other than just you know him saying look you've been doing this job forever you come here you hate it you can't wait to get home you've dealt with these people over and over and over and time and time again so it just had to be routine nothing special you know which is which is the hardest part for me because I I'm a little more animated so it's really hard to beat it down. <laughs> it's enough. <laughs> but and, <laughs> and um like I know that that Fight Club wasn't a big hit whenever it first came out. Do you, do you remember like what it was like whenever the the movie came out and then um like is this I I know that this is a small role but a memorable role. Like do you ever get recognized or like have you kind of followed the fight club's trajectory as kind of a 
you know, a, a middling, you know, a, not quite a box office bomb, I don't think, but it, it wasn't successful in the box office, but then it's kind of grew and became this, this cult hit. And, and now it's kind of a, a, you know, a classic movie. Yeah. I mean, when it, I mean, I, that's one of the f- few movies that I've seen in a theater more than once, just because I loved it. it the, the, like I said, the detail is so incredible. There's so much stuff to so much eye candy in there and acting's great. And the story's amazing, but yeah, when it came out, it did, it didn't do well. And I was kind of amazed. And all we kept hearing was, um, you know, women didn't like it. Women didn't want to see Brad play that part. They want to see Brad as their boyfriend. They don't want to see Brad as this like crazy, like, you know, dude is just fighting and like, you know, going after people and just dirty. And that's what they kept saying. Oh, Brad, we don't want to see Brad being dirty. Like, what do you mean? Like, it's just like filthy. He's like, yeah, it's gross. But I just remember reading about that stuff in the press that it it just, it women did not like that movie <laughs> so, uh, for whatever reason. But yeah, that's what we kept hearing. Uh, but I loved it. And now, yeah, I, I get recognized for that role maybe once or every two weeks you know for a long time it was always like somebody working at a restaurant like i would the waiter would come up you know and i do the order with my lady and then he leaving goes oh by the way fight club's really good man it's like (laughs) or like we don't (laughs) talk about fight rule number one we don't talk about fight club or you know stuff like that uh but yeah i get i get people recognize that all the time it's even as i'm getting old and gray it's kind of funny (laughs) it's still (laughs) yeah yeah, that's that's you know that that's great to hear because uh, like I said it, it is Fight Club does have just this this small intimate cast and just uh, these handful of really memorable roles yeah it it's uh yeah just it was cast so well like all those roles it, it's just such a great movie I think over time now people realize it's probably it's 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 uh, it's got to be one of the top 100 movies I mean it's so great it's such a mm. good movie um, and and my co-host Lance did send me a question to ask you, and uh, I think this is perfect because you know we're talking about Fight Club being a small and intimate movie, and he says that um, that you know your scene was just you and, and Edward Norton and Fincher, and how does that compare with your experience on bigger productions like uh, you know other roles that you've had that have been in the middle of a, a bigger cast? Uh. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, they're all, yeah, for what it is, I guess they're all the same. I mean, it was great. I like, I like that. It was really intimate. It was, uh, you know, especially for what it was, it, you know, just between the two of us, you know, Brad drives up outside, but I don't, that's not part of my thing, but um, I, I don't know how I really compare it. I guess it all depends on the moment, you know, that every scene's different. So if there's a lot of people around and there's a lot more energy and, you know, it goes with that, then that works. And for this, it was perfect. Cause it was just, you know, the baggage thing spinning around real slow, like, woo-zhoo, 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 you know, and it just kind of added to the, you know, the sound of the uh, fluorescent lights overhead. And it, it, it just helped with the scene. I think, you know, it was uh, like, you were just in that moment. It was, it was cool. Uh, and then I, I know you've you've worked with Fincher a few times. Um, I know later on, um, I, I see you were, you know, uh, you worked on Zodiac. Like, how does this compare in terms of your work with Fincher? Like, uh, do, do you have a, a favorite role out of you know his his movies and and his works? 
Um, well, so I, I was a PA for him. Uh, well, not for him. I was a PA on uh, music videos and commercials for a long time. And I always, would always try to get on his job. So I, I would PA on all his commercials. And uh, and then I would help him sort of write, like I helped him write a Michael Jackson video that never came out because Michael didn't like it. But I was writing at the time. And so he would kind of read stuff that I wrote. And uh, so I knew him uh, pretty close for a long time offset. And then, you know, like I did seven and I love that. That was great because it was really physical and being a SWAT guy running around, uh, walking with the Christmas trees all hanging down and you know, pull the sheet off the guy. And that was cool. And uh, this, I mean, Fight Club was probably the the pinnacle. I mean, Zodiac was great. It, it That was really fun playing a serial killer. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> uh, but they're all, um, yeah, they're all, they're all great in their own way. They're all, they're all, I mean, everything he does is, you know, is so meticulous. And so they're just, you just know it's a really great project. So you're just happy to be there, you know? Yeah, and then, you know, I I know that that the situation right right now in in Hollywood is is a little, um, yeah, unusual. But is, is there anything that that you're working on or, or hoping to work work on that uh, that you want to talk about? Uh, no, I have a, I have a, I play a a voice, one of the lead voices on a, um new animated show for hbo called scavengers rain uh scavengers rain um you can look that up there's a trailer out it's pretty cool it's uh and um hoping to see what hbo says if we get a second season um and yeah other than that no we're still allowed to do commercials so uh i got a couple commercials that are coming out uh, just auditioned for another one so at least we have that to kind of keep us going and keep us acting which is fun mm-hmm. uh and uh voiceover for commercials obviously can do those so yeah but no no nothing no film or tv waiting to come out All right, well you know thank you so much for your time is there anything else that, that you wanted to say about fight club or, or anything that you wanted to say at all before i let you go uh not really just uh thanks for having me and uh i love david fincher and i uh Love working on all those movies and uh, cast was great. Um, do it again in a heartbeat. It was awesome. That sounds good. Well, uh, you have a great weekend. And uh, I have been Bubba Wheat and this is Fight Club Minute. And this podcast is ending one minute at a time. <laughs>